How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. It is uh, apparent now that uh, Tom Izzo will be hoping I die in the handball court. But uh, on behalf of uh, our basketball staff, uh, I would like to uh, thank the administration for the confidence that they have shown not only in me, but in Tom and the program. If you don't think that this is the biggest dream, the biggest goal of a small town boy making what I consider big, um, you're kidding yourself. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are watching Inside the Locker Room. I am your co-host, Brian Mosalem, alongside the honorable, my co-host, Jason Strayhorn. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing phenomenal, Brian. How are you today? It's an exciting show because we have the GOAT. I mean, the guy is on the show today, right, Brian? Of all time. Oh, my goodness. Of all, how, how young did he look in that? 1993. He looks I, the same. I was, a, I was a, a redshirt freshman. You know, I remember that press conference. Were you there yet or no? 92? 93, that 93, was. no. I was getting recruited. That's why I signed. When I saw that, I said, I'm signing. <laughs> you saw that. That was it. Well, we do have a special show tonight. I'll tell you, it's an honor to have uh, Coach Ezzo join us. And, you know, everybody, I think uh, every Spartan around this globe knows uh, who Coach is, knows all that he's accomplished, what he's done for the program, what he's done for the university, just how overall how he's changed the perception of Michigan State University, how for those two, three magical weeks in March, Michigan State, you know, for many years uh, uh, has become the center of the universe during the NCAA tournament run. And uh, I'll tell you, it's going to be a, a pleasure to hear from him, you know. Uh, well, what are you going to ask him? Are you afraid? I'm excited. I'm yeah, a little yeah. nervous I'm, right I'm, now. I'm afraid of Coach. I don't know what to say to Coach. You know, he, I remember seeing him, you know, in, in the basketball players, and uh, the evolution at Michigan State from 1994 when I first arrived. And it was a football school, mainly, primarily football. Basketball really was kind of took a, took a back seat uh, because you're looking at the last championship years going back to 1979 under Magic Johnson and the Steve Smith era, those guys are kind of fading away a little bit. And, and enter Tom Izzo, and you can see the shift where on campus, the basketball players who used to just get like overlooked, they became like the guys on campus all of a sudden. And guys like Mateen Cleaves and brought all his. Went to Flint, Michigan. That's Flintstone, why. baby. They brought the Flintstones, East Lansing, and man, the rest is history. And now, I mean, we are both a football and definitely a basketball school. Yeah, and it's just, you know, there are just so many things that uh, 
coach does for the university um, that, that people don't even see. I mean, uh, from from fundraising, from meeting bowl representatives, from just overall, uh, all the events he attends, just a true ambassador of the university. And, you know, him and I had a conversation once, and I, and I were just talking about him at Michigan State, and I just said, Coach, like you were, grew up there, you were raised there. Like the place means so much to him. Every corner, every crevice of the university. He cares about everything that's going on at every place, every school, every sport. He understands the impact. And, you know, you know we've, we're, I don't know if we're gonna ever see many more Tom Izzo's in our lifetime. Mm, no, not at all. I, I mean, Tom Izzo's a, a rare breed, um, something that we, we definitely won't see in our lifetime at Michigan State again, a guy like that. You talk about his impact on other sports and other areas of the school, and you look at what, what the football recruits, you know, that's like our area of specialty as a football, former football players. They all want to see Tom Izzo. Yeah, Mel Tucker is great. They love Mel. Mel's doing his thing as a football coach, and he's going to attract them ultimately. But everybody, when they come to campus, they ask about one guy, and that's Tom Izzo. Sure is, and uh, you know he's uh, anxiously awaiting to join our show. <laughs> and without further ado, the Hall of Fame coach, the legend himself, Tom Izzo, from live from his office, house, basement. <laughs> doesn't matter. Always coaching, always working. Coach, how you doing? Hey, coach. Brian, Jason, you know that goat thing. <laughs> I think it's more of a jackass than a goat. Ah, <laughs> no way. No uh, way. <laughs> I appreciate the point that I looked young back then. That's what this job does to you. But I think the greatest compliment you gave me, um, there was a guy back, our AD, Doug Weaver. You know, they named the weave after him. And, and he said to me when I was a GA working my way up, you know, you're a great program guy. And that's what I uh, think. You know, my job was... Yes, to coach my basketball team, but I think it's also to help when football's doing well, when they're in a Rose Bowl, when they're in the Final Four. You know, we took our team down to Dallas. We took our whole team. It was I remember. the coolest yeah. we've ever done. And uh, when they're in those, that helps our recruiting. When we're in Final Fours, that helps their recruiting. Uh, what I love about football, as you guys know, I mean, I'm a football guy at heart. It's my favorite sport. I hate to say it, but it is. But I, uh, <laughs> love, I love those those Saturdays, when you look on that sidelines, and both of you guys have been on those sidelines, you know, you, you've been up in the state, up in the box a little bit more, Jason, but Brian, I'm down there with you. And, you know, when you get all the different sports down there, and they're all got recruits, and, you know, Coach D was great, Tuck has been great. I brought recruits in the locker room the Michigan weekend. I got my recruit in there listening to the pregame speech. He's got his guys in mind. I mean, it's that's what makes this place special. And I think different. I think there's a lot of adversity between football and basketball. A lot of staffs, everybody's fighting for money. It's never happened here my whole career. It's not going to happen here as long as Mel and I are here. Yeah, and I think, you, you know, you set that tone, Coach. I mean, that's the tone you set. You've always said, you know, football drives this place and the football's good, everything else is good. I don't think you've changed your tone. And I'll never forget that, that – I'll never forget that uh, – that, 
that year it was pouring drenching rain we're playing Penn State I think it was coach D one of his last years and we're getting killed and you're sitting on that sideline and you're watching that game and you got your hoodie on and it's drenched and you're just there and you stay to the very end and I just I just I just that image it resonates in my head I'm like man this man loves this place and he does everything he can to support this place and don't think those things go unnoticed coach they really do and uh just to just dive right in real quick about uh you know the season and stuff uh just tell us how do you think the season went in your eyes and it was the it was a bizarre season i didn't think it was one of our most talented teams i'll say that right out in front but um you know we we actually played really well early we're 17 and four and believe it or not guys we quit quit guarding which doesn't happen here very often and we went on about an eight game stretch we lost six of them some of that because we played tough games on the road but uh, kind of regrouped at the end. And, uh, you know, I don't think it was because it was March. It was because we were sick of losing and played really well in the Big Ten tournament, had a chance to beat Purdue after beating Wisconsin. And, and we had our shot at Duke, you know. Um, Davidson was really good. We felt we could beat Duke. You're up five with four and a half minutes left. You're up two, one with two minutes left. And, uh, and maybe... You know, the talent difference, we just couldn't get it done. So we're going to regroup on that. But we learned a lot from the year. And, you know, you're mad. We're mad. I'm mad. 23 wins and you're still not happy. That's kind of a good sign, I think, of a good program. You're mad, Coach? Yeah, hell yeah. I don't. You know, sometimes you look. Is it me or you just look angry and you <laughs> yell a lot on the sidelines? Just curious. You know what? I, I mellowed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know. That's true. You guys are crazier on the sidelines than I am. I get those. But uh, you know, it's been really fun too. Because Mel, when the first day I met Mel, um, I remember taking Gabe Brown over to practice, and it was after that little incident where I grabbed Gabe's shirt and everybody made a big deal about it. You think I, you know, (laughs) right? Whatever, and. so that, that sp- spring, I brought him over to football. I said, come on, I'm going to show you a real practice. But what it was like here back in the Cleves days, you know, the way it's got to be. I swear to God, I get over there, Mel had thrown two guys out of practice before we even started. He was getting after some people. Gabe's eyes were this big, you know. <laughs> Mel came over, and I said, Mel, you got a uniform, Mel? Let's put him at tight end and see if he's got any carry. <laughs> <laughs> he became a big Mel fan, and Mel – Every game he came to, man, he was good to Gabe. So it's what I love. You know, I, I got a couple of football guys. Uh, you know, Keon, their receiver, is, has been just great for me. Mel and I recruited him together out of Louisiana, and he let him play. And and it, it's just an unbelievable relationship, one that I, I it's my favorite thing about this university. God, if they only knew the perilous days and the practices we oh, went through, and all. I mean, they, 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 they shut when that, men were men, they'd shut that school oh, down right for now. Sure. They were in any of our yeah. locker yeah, rooms. Yeah, we can't have that anymore. That, that shit don't happen anymore. I mean, it's, <laughs> are you crazy? That whole, you know, we can. We're, we're not gonna swear, but we can swear because we're not on the radio. Then when we're just on a podcast, and really, we really don't know what we're doing. So we're just, you know, we're having fun here. We're having you know, fun. I like it, I like Coach. It. <laughs> so. Going back to the, I remember like when you talk about you mellowed since the back back in the day, the Cleve days. I remember you on campus and when I was a player here and the coach back then, Nick Saban, who is one of your good friends, uh, a guy who definitely ruled with an iron fist, very detailed, very 
uh, you know, he yelled a lot, Brian, if you can recall. He yelled at everybody but Brian because Brian was always on the bike and had his daddy's credit card. My back, but, <laughs> my back, my back hurt too, Coach. I had a bad back. I mean, you know, like you talk about, you know, your your career and his. I mean, your friendship with with uh, Coach Saban, if you will. Well, you know, Nick and I came here at the exact same time as assistants. He was in 1987. I was I, that's my first year as a full time assistant. Stayed those years, and then uh, Nick went on to Pro Bowl. Then he went to Toledo. I remember when he was in Toledo, he called me one night. The basketball job's open here. Come on down with me, you know. And it was right before I got the job. And I got I hemmed and hawed. And then he, I think he went to Cleveland with Belichick. And Belichick used to come up work his camp. Man, I'd go over there. They'd sit in the back and had a chainsaw. And we're cutting down trees in Nick's backyard, you know. And uh, But Nick and I remain friends, and then sure enough, I get the job a year ahead of time. We both start in 95, 96, so we became head coaches at the same time. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it. Nick built the program back up after things had, you know, slowed down a little bit and uh, unfortunately left for uh, LSU. But um, I understood. We've still been good friends. I went down there with Mel last spring. Uh, went down to his daughter's wedding the year before, and um, Nick Nick's a good guy, man. He, he really is. I think people around here are a little mad when he left, but there are a lot of things that were going on there that, you know, Brian, you know about, and it was just a little crazy, but um, he's still a big part of Michigan State. He talks about us, uh, you know, and I think uh, I have an appreciation for him. So, you know, Mel came from part of his liturgy. Mm-hmm. That's all good. You know, one thing about Nick Saban is underrated. He's very loyal. If you go to any of the national championship right. teams, he's right. he's got. I mean, there's been there's been families there from Toledo, Cleveland, LSU, Alabama, Michigan State. Yeah. He's taken. You know, he doesn't really brag about his loyalty, but he's a very very loyal person. You Extremely. know. Extremely. Coach, um, tell us about you know Gabe and Marcus leaving early. Your thoughts on that, as well as um, uh, Max entering uh, the yeah. exploratory well, draft process. Well, as far as Gabe and, and uh, Marky, um, you know, it's just such a different thing with this COVID. I mean, you know, those guys, I mean, believe it or not, Gabe graduated a half a semester early. Marcus, on the other hand, is going to graduate coming up here in a couple weeks. And I think he's going to be the first member of his family to graduate. So I'm proud of both of them, you know. I mean, and, uh, you know, could they have used another year? Maybe. But I, I sure understand that. I really do. And. And in Max, um, right now, Max is, you know, done what most freshmen are doing. Put their name in, see where they're at, see what happens. And uh, that's just kind of the world we live in. You know, you football guys, at least the guys got them for three years. You know, we got them for two semesters, and then it's uh, who knows what's going to happen. But like always, uh, if those guys get to the pros and make it, that's a feather in our cap. I'm happy for them. I just hate that guys have to make these tough decisions because uh, they're hard and you get a lot of people telling you the wrong things, but it's been all good. I mean, um, Marky and Gabe are still here working out every day. Max is just trying to test the waters and see where he's at. You, nobody's watching. You could tell us. You think Max coming back? But you know, every day you hear something different, you see something different in the uh, 
the, the draft things are so crazy now because even the NBA, they don't tell you like they used to because they got these G League teams. They're trying to populate them. I know one thing. Before I came on the air, I happened to catch a little bit of the Atlanta-Charlotte game. And I don't know if you heard the rumor, but, you know, Miles is about to sign for 170-some million dollars. Whoa. So you're talking about a kid. And if you think about Miles, and this is what I really appreciate, he came to our games down in uh, – down in uh, Virginia, or uh, Southern South Carolina. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he came to both games. And, uh, you know, when he could have come out as a freshman, he was a top, he was a lottery pick. I thought he was coming out for sure. <clears throat> and when I asked him, why, didn't come, why don't you want to come out? He said, you know, I just don't want to spend any time in the G League. Well, four years later, he's never spent a day in the G League. And, uh, Maybe that extra year, I'm not sure it helped them basketball-wise as much, but maybe maturity-wise. And uh, that kid has, has done a lot. You look at that body, man. He'd be yeah. a hell of a tight end, wouldn't he, guys? You guys? Oh, man. Yeah, man. He's definitely a specimen. You can jump oh, out of the building, can man. he? Good for him. I yeah. thought about What are you talking about, Jason? I can get you to jump that high. You just got yeah. to come work with you? I believe <laughs> that. If you can do that, Coach, I mean, they, they change your name to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, obviously, he had every bit of that before he came here, so no, let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, Miles is definitely a f- physical freak. You know. So has you talk about Mel? Yeah. So you know, you, let me read something, Coach, to you that uh, we found very interesting. You said the other day that uh, um, you know there's a, that made a lot of buzz, created a lot of buzz. Um, you gave Graham a quote, Graham a couch a quote that we thought was very interesting um, and very eye opening, quite frankly. Um, and and you know you, you talked about your next hire and how it seems important. And you said, you know, I think it's it's kind of important hire for me as I. As I'm going, I'm going to try to, to get someone who is, I wouldn't say young, has experience, has some vigor, some energy. I don't know right now. Everybody's giving me names, put it that way. I got some guys that I'm thinking about, but one who really cares. I want to talk to some people. I'm going to talk to some people. I'm going to talk to some coaches. But I think it's someone that got, got to, that, that's got to have an understanding of this new world that we're in as far as the transfer portal and NIL and relationships with kids is going to probably be more important than ever right now. And so I wanted some, someone that was going to spend a lot of time with my guys, a lot of time. We found that, Coach, that was a very enlightening you know, comment uh, that you made. And um, would you like to expand on that at all? Any interest? Well, as you guys know, I mean, you guys are, you know, have been helpful. Everybody, these former players and the Barton Dogs for Life and everybody, we're trying to get, gather some things so that we can operate in this uh, new venue that we're almost in. And I, I think, you know, you, you, it's all about just buying players and this and that or paying for players. That's never going to totally work out. I think there's got to be some relationships still, too. And, and I think that we're going to have to be really well connected with our players so we know what's going on before things get bad and it's always been that way with the transfer portal like it is so many people getting to these kids I mean there's schools I talked to Dabo Sweeney at, at uh, Clemson 
And uh, when I was on this committee and he says, man, coach, they're recruiting my starters right off my team. You know, they're recruiting guys right <laughs> off my team. I mean, mm-hmm. every coach talks about that right now. They're, they're, that's going on. So if you're not connected, all of a sudden you look back and maybe half your team's gone, you know. And uh, I hope it never gets that way, but I, I am concerned. I am worried. I think Mel and I had an hour and a half meeting today about some things that we're trying to work on together you know and uh it's been good because his nba or nfl experience you know he knows what those locker rooms are going to be like when uh brian you might be worth uh fifty thousand and maybe jason only worth ten thousand are you two going to get along you know (laughs) those kind of things (laughs) we, we talk about a lot so i think relationships players coaches relationship coaches coaches keeping that family atmosphere it's going to be harder it's more transit but at the same time i think to win big you're still going to have to have absolutely you know you know coach we looked at it as nil for a program as yours as clean as you have been and it's the fbi documented it i mean those those nets that bill dollar bill self cut down the other nights were some of the most expensive nets known to man (laughs) dollar bill i mean no i mean let's just be honest here so we we look at nil as a chance to level the playing field for a clean and honest program like the the one that you have ran and like you said relationships are very important but we find this to be an advantage for 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 you for coaches like you who when in some ways you know now not, not granted some of these other schools have had this infrastructure built for years and doing it a different way but you know you know this allows you now to compete for some of this stuff that we find it as an advantage i mean do you see it at all that in that regard i do i, I do brian you know i just don't know where it's headed you know it's it's such new territory it's a whole new world that there really is not a blueprint for no, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you talk about the NFL or the NBA and are we going to become more professionalized? But in the NFL and NBA, there's, <coughs> there's contracts. You know, you sign a four-year contract. You know you're going to have that person for four years. Or there's salary caps. You know, there is none in college. There is no contracts. It's a one-year and then see what happens. And uh, so I think there's got to be some guardrails somewhere in there or kids are going to make. You know, my big thing that I worry about with the transfer portal is kids are going to make bad decisions because everybody makes an emotional decision. You, me, everybody else. I mean, there's times I was offered different jobs and, you know, when you're first thinking, I say, wow. Then you sit back and you say, wait a minute, you know, this place has been loyal to me. I've been loyal to him. I love it here. But sometimes you don't get that chance. And at 18, it's a little different than 60. So, you know, I worry about some things, but I, I think you're right. It, it does at least level the playing field a little bit. We'll see what happens. The next two years, I think, are going to be very, very interesting. I'm just thankful that we at Michigan State are trying to do everything we can to stay up with everybody. And uh, and that's what I'm looking forward to. And it's been – it's it's really a lot of fun when you uh, – like I said, when Mel and I, today, we had a staff meeting. After the staff meeting, him and I stayed there and met for an hour, hour and a half. And at least we're trying to get some help from each other. And I'm on every committee known to man. And uh, sometimes that helps, sometimes it doesn't. Well, Coach, when talking about like the difference between the, like, the NIL thing, shifting over to the portal, 
with respect to your high school recruiting versus portal recruiting, how do you look at that balance? You know, because Mel talks about having maybe, you know, going after a certain amount of guys in the portal every year compared to so many guys that you're going to build through the high school uh, signing, kind of like you do through the draft in the NFL. And then free agency is what the portal will be looked at similar to what it is in college football now. So in college basketball, for you, like if you look at the portal and what's available there versus the high school talent, how do you see yourself proceeding? Well, I think you're you're right on. And Mel and I talked about last year he took more than he did this year because, you know, changing the guard, all the things you go through. But you still want to have a base of good high school kids that you develop in your program so you can get a culture. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you look at something, like I just went to a high school tournament the other night or the other day uh, this weekend in Indianapolis, and you're sitting there looking at, you know, juniors in high school, and you're thinking there's juniors in college. I mean, we played against guys from Illinois this year, Wisconsin, that were 24 years old, Iowa, wow. in their fifth year, sixth year. You put an 18-year-old in the 20s four-year-old I mean that's a big difference and so that too we're trying to navigate but I think what you got to do is sprinkle some in but I think if you're always changing like that and I think that's what Mel did now if you're Mel and you get Kenneth Walker last year that yeah. made a big, big big difference I mean we all know that is that going to happen all the time we don't know and that's that's the part of this whole thing there's other guys that you get that don't even play. I mean, Kansas had three guys in, from the portal on their basketball team at, from good schools that started. Two of them didn't even play in the whole tournament. So that's where I think kids are going to make bad decisions. So it's going to be interesting to see guys how this balances out. But I, I, I hope and I worry that it's going to affect high school scholarships and how are these kids going to get into school. Those are some of the unintended consequences that you have to deal with. Yeah, that's so, an interesting yeah, point there. Very, very, that's very interesting. Um, can you go into the portal and get us a seven-footer, Coach? 7-3. 7-3. Like Matt Painter's always finding a seven-foot yeah, guy. How are these guys getting to West Lafayette, getting, Coach? I, mean, I, I don't understand. It. He's always got Ivan Drago. It's, that's the worst city Yao in America. Ming. I, mean, well, I don't understand what's going on here. Every time I look, he's got guys <laughs> doing two-foot hook shots that are 7-9. <laughs> and we got Joey Hauser, who's 6'6", six, six, who might not come back because you're always making him guard a guy who's 8-foot-1. Um I mean, wh- what's wh- going on here? Yeah. yeah, what's going on here? Where do they do they you grow them down? They grow them down there differently. It does depend what you want, you know. Like in those last couple of years, we've beaten them more than they've beaten us. <laughs> so those big guys, you yeah. know, it's like everything else. Do you want speed or do you want size? What you really want is size with speed, and that's I mean, the same thing in football. You know, you want size Kevin Durant. With speed. Kevin Durant size with speed, you know. Uh, some of those defensive ends or the linebackers uh, size with speed. But, yeah. You know, it's uh, the portal. You know, again, everybody's not sure how to use it. I think pretty soon you're going to see a portal camp. You know, where like you combine. might be, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a combine. Yeah, you might be right. But but think about this, guys. If guys are always thinking about going in the portal. Sometimes they're going to get in thinking that things are going to be really good. And then the coach at that school is going to move on, and then they're going to be left out in the cold too. So there's got to be some balance here. But these first couple of years, it's going to be the wild, wild west, as they say. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't think it's good for programs. 
But I, I'm a little different. I look at it a little differently. I just worry what it's going to do to some of these kids because our program isn't going anywhere, you know. Might have some ups and downs, but it's not going anywhere. I mean, not, not as long as I'm alive. We're going we're to get it done. But these kids only have four years or less in basketball to kind of take care of the next 70, and you can't make a lot of mistakes in that four years, and that's what I worry about. I mean, he's, his heart's in the right place. I mean, I can, you could can totally see that, Coach. You're worried about the kids because there are absolutely – there's casualties. In, in football, we know it. Kids are leaving, going into the portal, thinking they're going to trade up, and they get stuck in there. They can't come out. Or they have to go to a way lesser division or, you know, there, there's bad decisions that are made by these kids from an emotional standpoint. There's other players that, as you said, uh, Dabo Sweeney was saying, that are starters on another team and they're being poached. They're being recruited. So they already have these deals set up before they go on the portal. But, you know, you, you, you've always been a guy that, you know, a great coach would be even better, man. Uh, Mateen Cleaves was on here a couple of weeks ago, and he said that about you. Everybody loves Mateen, and, and, you know, everybody loves you. On that, there was a gala recently, right, for the athletic gala uh, for, for the athletes on campus. Can you talk a little bit about that specific thing? You know, I'm sure Brian, you know, he was part of it on the board. I mean, we've done for 25 years – one of the neatest things I've ever seen. We get anywhere from 800 to 1,000 um, student athletes, their parents, grandparents, put them all down in Breslin. It's, we make Breslin look gorgeous. And uh, our academic people do such an incredible job and these kids get an award. We had seven or eight of our, of our 10 that were eligible basketball players that all, you know, you gotta have a three pointer above and, it, it's unbelievable. A ton of football guys, all the other, and Mel and I were there along with a lot of the other coaches. It's one of those nights when uh, you get to think of something else besides football and basketball and realize these these guys and gals are really student athletes and they are successful student athletes. And so it's one of those nights that's a little long. You know, it ends up three hours or more. This year we had Kirk Gibson speak at it. Oh, we've wow. had uh, we've had some incredible speakers from Jesse Jackson to um, Archie Manny. We've had some big time speakers at it, but it's uh, it's an event, Jason. I know for sure Brian has seen it before, but it's an event you should try to get up and see one night because it's a pretty special evening. I give Michigan State, I give our academic center, the Smith Center, uh, a lot of credit for that, and. Uh, you know, you're but you're talking about. But you're being humble, right? Coach. Who who won the award on your team? <laughs> well, each team has a, a you know student athlete of the of the uh, of the year, and mm-hmm. uh, my son Stephen had the highest grade point. You know there why? There you go. Why is that? He's part of the thirty thirty club. He plays when we're thirty ahead, thirty behind. <laughs> <laughs> He's got more time to study. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> How cool is that to coach your own son, though, Coach? Oh, Isn't that man, great, that's the man? Best. Coach, you know what, guys? I tell you what's you know, Stephen, as you know, is very small. He's he's not a great player. But I I, I told him this story when he was in high school. He wasn't going to go up for his team his senior year because he didn't play much. And and he said maybe I'll come up for your team. And I looked at him. I said I'm taking a guy who didn't even play in high school. Are you crazy? He said maybe I'll walk on. He said no way. I said you make your team. I'll think about whether you can walk on. And I was hoping he would be a manager. 
because you know when you raise your kid and you're in this job you're raising 15 other kids every day and unfortunately your wife's got to do more more work on your own kid mm-hmm. so i didn't get to spend the time with him i would like and uh and sure enough he made his team his senior year he he told me i want to walk on first first day in the summer we get the weightlifting he's trying to keep up with everybody you know his 140 pounds worth and He's throwing up all over. Mike Garland's laughing. We're having a hell of a time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, guys, his first game that year, we traveled to New York City, Madison Square Garden, played Kentucky. And I we started a tradition where we took a picture at half court the day of the shoot-around at each arena we've been in. And, you know, he hasn't played a lot, of course. But it has been rewarding for me. I get a chance to spend this time with my kid, and he's at practice every day. And uh, I'd have to say it's one of the cooler things I've done in my life. That, that's awesome. It's priceless, man. That is, man. You know, Beautiful. back to Mateen. We put Mateen on the spot. We're like, hey, can, can Coach adapt to the NIL and adapt to the portal <laughs> and the new era of, of college athletics if – I mean, if, if we can call it college athletics anymore. And I, and I think, you know, sometimes people misunderstand your, you're more concerned about the, the, the kid and where this game is going as opposed to embracing the new changes. Because you know you adapt or you die. It's that simple. You got to adapt. And, and your, yeah. your, your questions are more about the longevity of this and the guardrails and where does this go. And I think sometimes that gets misinterpreted. But everybody knows yes. that either you adapt or you die. There, there's just no in-between. And so it's about understanding NIL and, and having an entity outside the university that's able to function uh, opposite of the university because obviously you can't entice recruits with NIL and tell them to come and you can't even talk about recruits and you got a pretty big one coming in this weekend that everybody's asking about and everybody. and um, you know I mean it's everybody's bringing up NIL 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 and this is this is a, a this is going to be an ongoing issue and I know you know when when we're ready I know there are folks working on things that uh, that that you know you're exciting right. things man. very exciting yes. i mean this you know you got great people involved that's going to be very helpful for the programs and stuff like that and you know so what did the team say did he, yeah. did he, he he said you he said you you you're a survivor and that you can adapt and you get it yeah, he, I mean, will. You, he did you say know, that he me, absolutely said that let me tell you this guys um you know speaking of football and Mateen, I mean, I, I remember going to his seven-on-seven practices when I was recruiting him, you know, and he was one of the toughest kids I've ever had, you know, and uh, I always say to him, I, I, I never can pay him back because the house I live on, live in, the cottage I have, the car I drive, it might as well be Mateen Cleves's because if you didn't have the success, he took a chance on me. And, I mean, this was not the cool place to go. We just got through the Fab Five at Michigan. And I told him, I swear to you, I told him, Mateen, I'll get you on TV. We'll schedule the world, which I've done for 27 years. But we'll get to a Final Four. And I wasn't lying, but I I didn't know. And that kid came here, and uh, the night, and there's a great picture of me and him in tears on the Final mm. Four. And oh, man. I said, we made it. We made it, you know. And he says, Coach, we did it. And it was almost like a partnership, you know. Um, he was a great guy to have on the team, and I enjoyed playing for him because he didn't play for me. I sometimes played for him, and that was okay because <laughs> I knew he had my back. Uh, he had a 
incredible parents. I mean, yeah. we, we lost both mm-hmm. of them now, but Francis, yeah. we lost early. But uh, just incredible people. And you, you know what? We all talk about leaders. We all need leadership. You guys need it. Companies need it. You know, we thought that, you know, Magic Johnson here, one of the greatest leaders. But Mateen Cleaves takes no backseat to anybody. And, and I say that because when we talk about leaders, we talk about people who gather people. A leader doesn't just lead by example because if nobody's following them, nobody sees it. So you got to gather people around you and bring them along with you. He was the greatest gatherer that I've ever known. And I mean that that I coached because mm. he just just brought people with him. Uh, I'll never forget, we're at the Final Four. When we went the first year, we got beat. The second year, we beat Wisconsin in that fist fight. It was, you know. 13 to 9. Yeah, Final. That's what I, <laughs> I yeah. think it was happening. You're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we get there, and uh, so we beat Wisconsin. We get back, and we always watch a little film <clears throat> of the next team we're going to play, even if it's late at night, just go to bed with them on our mind. And so I'm in the film room, and I get a knock on the door, and I'm a teen, and we always practice once at the arena the next day. Then we went to a high school gym and just walked through some things. He says, Coach, guys are tired. He says, how about one practice tomorrow? It was the Sunday before. And I looked at him, and he just said to me, they'll be ready to play. And, you know, I had utmost trust, faith. I had a player-coach team. Those are the best teams you could ever have. Mm-hmm. And that player-coach team went out there, bad ankle and everything, won us a national, all of us, because it's our win, his win, won Michigan State a national championship. And, to the day I die, I'll be forever grateful to Mateen Cleaves. Now, remember what he said when he was here on the interview? He said there was two people that believed that Michigan State could win a national championship, and he said that was you and him, and that was it. And what that you just it. said, that was it, it, and you actually did it. Well, we got – I can say the recruits' name, so maybe uh, <laughs> yeah, let's we bring can. Mateen in this weekend. <laughs> yeah, to, we're going to bring him in. To, to tell him – Help us out. <laughs> we win another hey, natty. Hey. We need a kid like that. Oh, yeah. You know what? When Mateen was here, it was funny, man. Because, you know, football used him a lot. Because he would have probably played football, too, here if he didn't yeah. his back. In the Great Boston. quarterback, yeah. He was a two-sport guy. Nick and I recruited him together. So, you know, everybody knew that, that Mateen loved all these sports. So, one day we get a call. Because all sports used Mateen for recruiting. I mean, volleyball used them, football used them, <laughs> baseball used them. So one day we get a call from Ron Mason, the hockey coach. Hockey. Said, I got a kid coming in. <laughs> he said, he loves Mateen. Can Mateen be his host? I said, you don't know a damn thing about hockey. I said, I'll do it. Sure enough, I don't know if put on the skate, but Mateen cleaves. Well, hey, hey. Sounds like much hasn't changed because the last I know, he don't know much about mortgages either. <laughs> <laughs> He's motivating. He's hey, motivating, guys, man. Right, but he doesn't know much. He's going to motivate the people that do know that. There, that's right. That. 
You got that right. Coach, you're awesome. Uh, now that we convinced you that you need to go on the portal and get a big man, and that we convinced you that footer. NIL um, we is a good him. thing because that's going to level the playing oh, yeah. field. Coach, you know Actually, Brian's going to take all the credit, Coach. And I'm going to take all the credit for it. It's a good thing. It just how do we manage it? Yes. That's it. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're – you hear that? It's a good thing. Okay. There we go. We're yeah. making progress. <laughs> All right. Now, next move is to get you on Twitter. We've got to get you involved in social media. Yes. Mel uses it really well. I mean, Mel, Mel's got a brand out there. I mean, Mel's got, a, Mel's got people tweeting about what he's wearing. You know? I mean, he's got a brand, you know? So, we asked some folks where, because our goal is to get you on Twitter for the end of the show we, <laughs> to come up with some of their favorite is all set up here is all handles you yes. know so we're gonna read some of them to you um that we uh we think you know people that well some of your spartans recommended you I know <laughs> players tweet tough players win could be a handle uh chief propaganda do you know who chief propaganda is coach no we gotta get you on twitter coach yeah yep. <laughs> He He's came huge. up with one title, no punches. So, you know, that's in reference, uh, I believe, to the I, team I down the road. All right. Izzo for shizzle. All right. <laughs> Loopy, Loopy really runs things. We can, we, that, that might be a good handle. Uh, uh, <laughs> eight banners and counting. That's not a bad one. Okay. Yeah, we got to get yeah. another one. I think we got a few more. Izzo loves NIL and Portal. That's a great one. That's yeah. a great one. We'll get <laughs> that one going. Uh, the GOAT. We love the GOAT. The GOAT. The GOAT was our favorite one. Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> we shake hands, not heads. I think that's another reference to the team down the street. <laughs> you guys are brutal. And, and my like favorite one. one is the last one. I should have played Ishbia more. What is- <laughs> hey, you, you, you know what happened, don't you? So he's, going out the, he's going out to ring the bell out in New York. Remember when he did Yeah, yeah, yeah in yep, public. Yep. Okay, so I, I sent him a little text right before it. I said, don't miss the bell like you did that last layup. <laughs> <laughs> the reverse? The reverse, yeah. yeah. You think that was the greatest recruit? Cleves, I love Cleves, you know. But Matt Ishbia is my greatest recruit. One thousand percent. Period. Ever. (laughs) He was free, too. He was free. Right. He paid. He paid. He's still paying. Thank God for for his dad, man. His dad. Oh, Mr. Ish. Oh, man. They're wonderful people. Coach, (laughs) you are the man. Appreciate you joining us, Coach. One last question before you leave. Who was the greatest trustee to ever serve while you've been at Michigan State besides Joe Ferguson? Oh, okay, thank you. Oh, I was just curious. I oh, just, yeah. And, and also, Coach, when am I getting invited to that beach house? Uh, yeah, anytime you want, man. All right. Okay. <laughs> the problem is I'm never there. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> my wife and her boyfriend or somebody will <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw them out. All right. You know what? There's no fault in Michigan, so it don't matter. She's taking half. We ain't throwing nobody out. It's a bad investment. So, Coach, thank you for joining me. Love you, Coach. coach. Appreciate you, Coach. 
Thank you so much. Guys, this was, I, I didn't think I'd have this much fun at this time of year. Why well, you forgot? You forgot our dinner? Our dinner? How much fun we had in yeah, July? I, had fun there, but I didn't laugh as much as I did here. <laughs> <laughs> you two oh, guys on here. And, well, I uh, look forward to seeing you. I'll be at the spring game if you guys are up. And uh, oh yeah. Keep up spreading a good word down there. We appreciate it. I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you guys soon. Love you, Coach. Oh, love Thank you, you coach. for joining us, appreciate Coach. You. Take care. Go green. Go yeah, on. That's time is a what a gem, huh? Oh, man. He's the best, man. God, I could have gone on and on. Yeah. You could, he's a guy that you could just talk to for hours and hours and hours over a cigar, plate of spaghetti, whatever you want to do, a steak, man. hang out. I mean, man. Can you ima- could you imagine just sitting in the basement with Tom Izzo? Think about that out there. I Who think wouldn't what, want to do that? I think what we did right now was though, you know, he's a he's a he's acknowledged he's a fan of the portal. Yeah. And uh NIL and he's got concerns about guardrails and stuff. And he's ready to join Twitter. So I think I think we did our job. That's it. Yeah. So So there there's no he's not fighting the twi- fighting the NIL or, or the portal. He's not fighting it. He's just right. worried about the kids. He's yep. got a big heart. Like totally What's wrong under- with that? Because he is right in some regards. We don't know where it's going to go. Oh. And there's 3,000-some kids in the portal. And there's there's a lot of casualties, I mean. So yeah. we've got a big one coming in. Uh, Booker's coming in this weekend. And uh, we need Mateen to drive up there. Oh, yeah. We got, Mateen. Mateen, we got, Mateen's got something cooking got, now. Got, don't worry. Some, right. He's okay. involved in that right. big announcement that's coming up. All right. Big announcement. We're going we're gonna to hold off right now because we don't have authority for the big announcement. <laughs> Huge announcement coming. Huge. Huge. Like huge. Like huge. He- like, the, show them. Show them the pics. We'll talk later. We'll okay. talk later. All right. Let's move on to the uh, the Oscars Saturday coming to East Lansing. All the stars in town. Spring game. <laughs> the, the Oscars. I yeah, love it. Yeah, the Oscars it's head to be, East Lansing. Yeah, it's going to be all kinds of players. Look at that. Big spring game. Big Saturday. Probably the largest recruiting weekend we have ever seen in our lifetime at Michigan State University of all, and these are just to name some of the, some of the, the, the recruits that are visiting, uh, as well as some of the commits. And, uh, you know, we're, we're ex, ex, this is, has there ever been a, lar- a, a more important weekend, larger recruiting weekend in Michigan at, State history? I mean, look at the names. Look at all these five stars. You're talking about, you know, the top defensive linemen, argue the top offensive linemen, the top running back in the nation now, not not in a state, in the nation, are coming to East Lansing to hang out at this, what they're uh, tabbing a five-star weekend at the Spartan Odyssey. I mean, we got an Odyssey here in Spartan Nation now. You got five-star kids coming from Texas, Florida. I think there was a kid from Seattle. On their own dime, Brian. I know. This is not funded by the university at all. These kids are paying to drive or fly, however they're getting here, to come up to see Michigan State in action at the spring game and see everybody up close. And what's important is going to be how Spartan Nation responds and comes into that stadium, man. You got to make these kids feel welcome when they show up to campus. I mean, you got to make them feel like there's energy behind them because this stuff lasts. Like, when, when people look at a, a, a game against Ohio State in the future and it's for the Big Ten title and it's tied up in the fourth quarter and you're like, okay, it's third and short and you we need to convert this first down so that we don't turn the ball over. 
Think about this weekend. This is when it matters. Don't worry about the results then and cry about them or cheer for them because if you put the work in on this Saturday, this weekend, that third and two against Ohio State is going to take care of itself. But if you don't put the work in and you do not show up, you do not make these talented individuals feel warm and welcome, who are you going to blame? Who can you blame? I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like this in all my years of uh, playing, following Michigan State. I've never seen a lineup like this coming. And I, I mean, Spartan Nation is extremely excited. And there's no question Mel, Mel Tucker has changed the trajectory of the program. The emphasis on recruiting and the national reach, you know, making Michigan State football a national brand. You look at those kids. None of those kids are, are from Michigan. Um, and you look at the IMG pipeline that we're building. Look at you know, all the young men coming from IMG. Um, you got, uh, you got uh, offensive tackle Francis Mawaga. I can't say his last name. Malagoa. Yeah, I was gonna come on now. Jordan, Jordan Hall. Hall. I believe this is his third visit. Jordan Hall. Yeah, man. Coaches love he, Jordan he needs Hall. To go ahead and pull that trigger. Yep. Coaches they, love, they Jordan, love Hall. Jordan Hall. They love Jordan Hall. Najee Harris, four star. Oh man, light on his feet down yeah. there from the muck. Man, and Najee. Caden Strayhorn. What? Making his way. Wow. Coming back home for a little while. To East Lansing. Yeah, you know, he's been a while since he's been in Michigan. He's down in Florida. You know, kids, I mean, you know, Caden's doing a phenomenal job down there transitioning. Uh, and the, the programs that they have at IMG are just, I mean, they're, they're off the charts. Put on like 25 pounds of muscle. Body fat's come down 8%. I mean, the kid, so just being in that environment around those types of players from all over the country, you can just see the maturity happening in them already. So I'm very proud of what he's been, been able to do. That's why I love that part with Izzo when he talked about his son. It's cool to, to, to be a part of that and be able to see my son this weekend and be able to broadcast a game that he's going to be evaluating. You know, that's why it's important, not just for him. But for his teammates and for the kids from all over the country that are going to be here, basketball players, hey, we, we got we to come out in full force, Spartan Nation, and show the love for what's going on in East Lansing, especially when you have talent like this. You just do not waste it. This is what we got to do. We'll make it happen. Hup, uh, you know, you got to be so proud of your, your both your boys. That's just uh, wonderful. I mean, you know, is he, is he the reason for the pipeline? <laughs> hey, you know, they never really had a, a big IMG uh, MSU Presence, right? pipe. It just hasn't been. Like, those guys usually are all about you know Alabama, Georgia, Miami, Florida Gators because it's close proximity. Those coaches are there all the time. I mean Notre Dame's down there. My son's calling me, say, "Hey, coach, uh, Dad, I see uh, you know Coach Freeman walking around here. I see uh, the LSU. He sees guys every week walking around campus, looking at those players at IMG because it's such a concentrated." Uh, a group pot of talent in one area and coaches obviously can leave from that campus and go out to the other uh, fertile grounds that in the state of Florida as well. But when you look at what he's been able to do, Caden uh, down there with his teammates is tell them and sell them on the idea a little bit. He's uh, quite frankly, he's told them they didn't know what Michigan, they didn't really know much about Michigan. These kids are from, some of them from American Samoa, some of them are from Florida, Virginia. So, you know, aside from Jordan Hall, you know, who, who's been heavy, he's been bullish on Michigan State. He has. And, I, and I'm looking forward to seeing him. He's, gonna, uh, he's got an official visit set up, I believe, in uh, June or July uh, so we can close that deal with him. 
that that's going to be exciting and continue that pipeline from places like that and and anywhere the talent lives generally. And that's what Mel Tucker has been able to do with Saeed, the general manager. The GM. That's right. Saeed Khalif making it happen. I'll tell you, I've never. Coast to coast. Coast to coast. Never seen Michigan State recruit coast to coast like that. Oh. Become a national brand. And it's clearly happening under Mel Tucker. And I mean, every Spartan that we talk to, everybody, every Spartan in America is super, super excited. So we look forward to Saturday. We look forward to um, the spring game. Talk scrimmage. about the impact, though, of that defensive line room. Brandon Jordan. Yeah, I mean, you got Brandon Jordan, who's training Marco almost 200 Coleman. NFL players. You got Marco Coleman played, what, 13 years in the league, I believe? Yeah, and Vickerson. Vickerson played a dozen years at least in the league. I mean, you got... Those are the guys right there working out. Those are NFL players right there. You got NFL players training. Uh, that's why some, that Andrew DePape, you know, that something that uh, he spoke about. You know, you got... You want to be taught by the best? You come to Michigan State. It's that simple. You know, you, you, you learn how to rush the quarterback, and everybody knows DN's a premium, D tackle's a premium, and, I mean, you're able to build the up front. That's how you win championships right there. That's how you win championships. There's a, there's a Wolverine right there. See that? Get him off Rashawn there. Rashawn Gary in get him, the weeds. Get him off that training. screen. But he's training. He's training all in right, East Lansing. Okay, like, that's, right. that's a big deal. All right. Rashawn Gary. Yep. There, there's video evidence of it. Wow. All right. Well, it's the impact of Brandon Jordan right there. So, Really, really, Brandon Jordan's made a tremendous impact on the program, and, you know, time will tell. It's going to be uh, exciting times up in East Lansing. Exciting times. Shifting gears real quick to women's sports. Congratulations to uh, Nia Cloudon, drafting 12th overall by the Connecticut Suns. Congratulations. Very proud of you, Nia. Good job, Nia. That is wonderful. First-round draft pick. That's big time. 12th pick overall. Absolutely. Congrats. Also want to congratulate women's gymnastics for finishing ninth in the country. What a great year they oh, had. Great run. Top 10 finish. That's awesome. What a great year they had. You know, congratulations. We're very, very proud of you and make Spartan Nation very proud. And, you know, on the show with a little bit of a little bit of a. That's a breakthrough moment. They said that's a, the highest, highest ranking score, score ever and the highest ranking ever. So that's in school history. Done, they've done an that's amazing awesome. job. Absolutely amazing job. Um, well, we'll end, we'll end it with a little bit of sad news here. MSU has relieved uh, the hockey coach, Danton Cole, of his duties. Uh, I believe that was yesterday that happened. Um, you know, Danton had uh, – Danton Cole's a good man. He's a Spartan, played yeah. here. He, he actually was the one that brought the cup down to Ricks in 95. I was there. I was, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. I Hootie. Was, D- Dave Kerr and I were Hootie and the Blowfish's security, and Danton <laughs> came down with the cup. Um, True story. That's where all those pictures come from on Twitter. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're sad to see him go. And um, it's a tough, always tough. It's always tough when you got to replace one of your own. And, uh, you know, it's time uh, for the program to head in, in a different direction. Um, and I, I give credit to A.D. Allen Haller for making the tough call. It's never easy letting go one of your own. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, to be honest with you, too, when it comes to hockey as a board, and I'm partly responsible we didn't, you know, in fairness, Dan, uh, and not making excuses for him, but, you know, and I'm partly to blame. I mean, we're there, the investment in hockey was not there. I mean, I was in those meetings. The investment in hockey was not there. So, you know, hopefully that'll change under, um, you know, uh, the leadership of Alan Haller 
and uh, President Stanley and the board and, and uh, you know, the next uh, person we put in there uh, will we'll have the resources to compete for championships. So um, that's about it we got here. It was great to see Coach Izzo. Glad we got him on Twitter. Um, <laughs> glad we got some things squared away. We're going to go you find ourselves a 7-5 center in the portal. So we're going to get sign that contract. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am uh, Brian Mosalem alongside my co-host, Jason Strayhorn. Thank you for joining us on Inside the Locker Room. Good night and go green. God bless. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 